We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. We are back. The number one show for the fans by the fans. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. What again? We're doing it again, Jay Ellis. We're doing it live, <laughs> man. <laughs> That's what happens when you take so much time off and you gotta you gotta get back. You gotta get back into the flow of things, man. Yep. You, you know what I mean? So, all right, so we're back. And on today's episode, we are gonna break down the 2019-2020 schedule. It has been released. So let's get right into it, JLs. First and foremost, October 23rd at the Spurs. Starting the season off on the road with two tough games. October 23rd at the Spurs. Then the Battle of New York, Game 1, in hostile territory, a.k.a. partially a home game against the Nets. I want that one, damn it. We want That's that one. one. I want. We want I that want one. We gotta see. We gotta set a proper tone, man. No doubt about it. We gotta we set gotta a proper come out, tone. Come out, punch in the mouth, make them want uh, KD to come back faster. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. We we gotta set a tone for that. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The home opener, October twenty sixth. Yeah. Let's go against the Boston Celtics. Ennis Cantor returns to the garden. He won't be kissing the garden floor or nope. unless it's uh, unless it's by the hands of Mitch. Yeah, Mitch is going to send that shot. Or, or Julius Randle. That's the only way he's kissing the floor, J.L.S. Mitch is going to get 2010. You, you know what I mean? 2010 uh, and five blocks. Facts. 10-26 against the Celtics. Once again, we are going to have the largest suite in Madison Square Garden. 100 Knicks fans, food, drinks, chance to meet Knicks alumni, more giveaways, and some other perks. Make sure you guys join us at the home opener. It's going to be a fantastic event, man. That's a fact. And a uh, link uh, to the, in the description if you want to buy tickets to the home opener. The link's in the description. On YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, link in the description. If you're not watching on YouTube, man, get to my YouTube. What you doing? <laughs> <Right. laughs> All right, this is the one they were waiting on, Jay Ellis. 
the Porzingis game one week apart. The Knicks go to Dallas. The Knicks go to Dallas on November 8th. Boo! And then the Port... Nah, we can't call him that no more. Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Luka Doncic and company come to the Garden November 14th. Will he be booed? Will he be cheered? Boo! I'm booing. (laughs) I'm booing. I'm going to lead the boo, CP. And the the 11th is my birthday. All I want for my birthday is... KP to get dunked on by Mitch or Julius Randle. One or the other. One or the other. One or the other, man. Or blocked. Yeah. A- absolutely, Ooh. man. Absolutely. Yeah. How about the um the Zion game? That's another one people are looking forward to. January 10th. Knicks mm-hmm. at home hosting the Pelicans, hosting Zion. And then uh March 27th in New Orleans. Yeah, man, okay. brother brother that's one to watch brother versus brother now we got two west coast trips last year it seemed like the biggest one was a was like one trip in like seven games this year it's two separate trips spanning four games this is the longest road trip at portland december 10th at golden state on the back-to-back december 11th two tough ones at sacramento a rising a rising power on the 13th and uh at Denver on December 15th. Yo, so the West is always a damn bloodbath. West is a bloodbath, man. West is a bloodbath. January, we have the West Coast trip. We are in Phoenix. January 3rd. Okay. At the Clippers January 5th. At the Lakers January 7th. And at Utah January 8th. It's a tough one, man. Yeah, tough man. one, man. Couple holiday ones in between. We have the New Year's Day game. New Year's Day. The Knicks will be playing. Um, give me a second here. Portland, home against the Blazers, New Year's Day. Oh boy. And then the MLK game. They we, we thought we were gonna be left out of the MLK game, but we weren't. We will be in Cleveland playing the Cavaliers. We better win that game. Gotta win that. Gotta win that one, man. Gotta win that one. Here's the one that uh, that I found to be tricky, J. Ellis. This one to me was, this is what I call the equalizer. Every time we get into the schedule, you look at it, you say, okay, yeah, we got a couple of uh, winnable games, a couple real, real tough ones, and a couple maybes. There's always a time, it, it seems like it's always like December, January, where it's like, all right, <laughs> you, you, you know which direction this team yeah. is going in, like. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it, the playoffs are, or, or even dreaming for the playoffs is not even within the realm of possibility. I they think, usually give us the, the, the West Coast swing yeah. in January. That's when they usually try to like kill our hopes. Yeah, the, the West Coast trip is, is usually it. But um, for this one, it starts on November 20th. From November 20th to January, I believe the 9th. We play 18 playoff teams out of the 24 games, bro. Check check the schedule. At Philly. Home against the Spurs. Yeah. Home against the Nets. At Toronto. Back home against Philly. Home against the Celtics. Back-to-back in Milwaukee. (laughs) Home against the Nuggets. Home against the Pacers. We'll see what Oladipo does. In Portland, in Golden State, in Sacramento, in Denver. Home against the Hawks. Winnable game December 17th. 
in Miami. See what happens. And then again, home against the Bucks. Wizards game is a winnable one. At yes. Brooklyn, December 26th. At the Wizards again, another winnable one. New Year's Day, you got the, the, the Portland Trail Blazers. Then you have January 3rd at Phoenix. January okay, 5th at the Clippers. 7th at uh, the Lakers. Uh, 8th at the Jazz. Man, uh, <laughs> home against Zion. It's uh, tough, man. That That's a tough one, boy. It's a tough schedule, man. I mean, Pelicans are a young squad, too. Maybe we can run up and down with them. We don't know. Yeah, you, you, that's what you hope for, man. Yeah, man, we got Randall. Randall, right? They were saying, it was the Enid Kansas saying that uh, Zion and nothing but Randall. Yeah. So there you go. We got more part of Zion on our team. That is the... Um, that's <laughs> going to be the equalizer right there, JLs. That's going to let us know. Where we are, man, because 18 playoff teams in 24 games. Jeez. Ouch. Ouch. I mean, we just got to squeak a few out, man. Get that. Hit up the Nets real quick. One, two. KD ain't playing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Capital. You don't know what, the, you know what the he's going to do with Jimmy there. Yeah. I mean, that could be good, too, but, you know. Yeah. We, we, we got a gel. We got a gel. Hopefully, we catch our stride and we surprise some of these teams during that stretch, man. I'm hoping. That's, that's what I'm hoping. That's a tough one, man. That is a tough one. Uh, let's go through a couple more things. This is from um, Garden PR. Let me just make my screen a little bit bigger here. So, to everybody in the chat watching, wherever you guys are at, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, what else did I miss? All-Star Weekend, usual February 14th to the 16th. We have five straight consecutive home games. That's the most. That's from February 29th to March 8th. And then the two right. the two West Coast road trips, uh, we do that twice. Apparently, we have the 12th easiest schedule in the league. <laughs> it depends on what you call easy. We're a 17 win team coming off uh, uh, last year, man. Nothing. There's no easy. There's no easy schedule, man. I, I'm, I'm just. I'm just reading off what Twitter said. All right. <laughs> ain't no easy schedule, JLS. Twitter said we had the 12th easiest schedule, so uh, I'm gonna keep that in, in my head and hope and I'll be optimistic that we actually pull out some wins this season. Go over the Vegas trend of what was, what was the trend that they said you're going to win? A 27 game? I believe it was uh, 27 and a half, 26 and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm going for 30. I'll go 30. 30 Let's go. 30. I'll, I'll go 30, man. I'll go, I'll go 30. And uh, again, national the, the national TV games are the 14th against the Mavs. Uh, 12-26 at Brooklyn, and then January 10th against the Pelicans. So those are your national TV games. Okay. All right. Those are those are worthy games. I, I would like to see the Knicks beat up on Dallas. That would be the game. And I don't even think – will KP even be really healthy is the other question, too. You don't know what status he's going to be. It's true. That's a winnable game to me. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true, man. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna say all the national TV games winnable games. <laughs> you hope so, right? I'm gonna say that. <laughs> you hope so, man. But uh, yeah, once again, salute to everybody. Salute to Knicks Nation out there, everybody watching. This is the number one show for the fans by the fans. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man JL's from the Nick of Time Show. We just broke down some of the Knicks schedule. What you guys think about it? Call us up, 657. 657- 383-1509. The phone lines are up. 
Uh, let's uh, let, let me salute to some people who's watching on Knicks Fan TV, man. It's been a while since since I've been live on this channel. Yeah, man, welcome back. Ha- had to had to deal with a little, you know, YouTube incarceration, but I'm out. I'm free. <laughs> yeah, Akon. You back. know, <laughs> it, it it took it took some some diplomatic overtures to 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 some some uh, you know overseas entities, but but we got it done, man. Yeah. We, we got it done. So, what's going on, Ari? What's going on, Ayo Pal? Gary singing here, BKB. Henry, what's going on? Frank White Robinson. Brian Bazin, what's going on? Brian's, Brian's tight that we only got three national TV games, man. I don't mind it that much, man. Yeah. Get on MSG. Let us lick our wounds, figure things out out of the national spotlight. And then, you know, once we get get our loins back, then we, next season we come back, yeah. we'll have some more national games. Yeah, I mean, last season, you know, we had a lot of national TV games last season. Yeah. We had, we had quite a bit. Quite a bit. I don't know. What, what was it, like 13 maybe? Yeah, we had a, quite a bit. I don't, I don't know, know why I have 13 in, in my head. It might have been 13, man. Felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, listen, they're, they're going to make us earn, earn the respect, and, and we will do just that. Mm-hmm. We, we will do just that, man. I mean, what can you expect for a team who won 17 wins last? Yeah, that that's it. What can you expect? Uh, let's see some more from the chat. Jason Butler, free CP. Yeah, man. Took me a little bit, but I, I got free. It took me it was about a little month and a half of, of pain, but uh, we, we figured it out. Will Aronson checking in from Jacksonville. What's going on, Will? Simmons says 42 to 45 games, JLs. That's quite ambitious, man. Oh, 42, 40, oh, this season? Yeah. All right, yeah. I see you. Quite, I like the optimism, man. Yeah, quite like ambitious, man. What do you guys think of the chat, man, in terms of the wins? What do you guys, what do you guys think of the chat? What did you say? You said 30 wins, JLs, right? Yeah, I said 30. Shout yeah. out to Craig. Uh, Craig says 35, for sure. Uh, shout out to Will, to Will from LI. Mm-hmm. Ricky King says 30 wins max. I'm going, I'm going 30. I said 29. I'll give him one. Just so, just because, you know what I mean. Once the schedule got released, and I got a little anxious that we're getting closer to opening day. Yeah, yo, Jada One was like, "Yo, it's light work, man. It's like that's light work." Yeah, the schedule of light work. That's what he said, man. This that's the warm up, dog. That's not even a heavy thing. That's that's the warm up. Nah, these these are tough, man. <laughs> I'm telling you that that November to to uh, January 9th, that is one hell of a schedule, boy. One hell of a schedule, JLs. I mean... If you had to pick a couple of wins from that schedule, what would it be? From that stretch? Yeah. All right, let's take a look. <clears throat> from that stretch, which I think is going to be the make or break of the season. Season starts October 23rd, right? Mm-hmm. See, you got a couple ones just just starting off, man. You got to start off hot, but I mean, when you're coming in at San Antonio and then at the Nets, Boston, the Chicago game, got to win that at home. Got to win that game. Got to win the Chicago game for sure. You're, you're, hoping, you're hoping to get through those four days, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, two and two. Right? At, at San Antonio. At Brooklyn, you gotta beat Boston. You got we gotta galvanize the troops. We'll be there. You know we'll, the Garden will be loud. We'll make sure we'll see to it. I'm hoping the Nets are new and fumbly, and they don't know what to do like we don't know what to do. And then we 
you, you get that one on the Nets. Yeah. You can say the same thing about the Celtics and the Bulls. So we're going to start off three and four. Boom. Surprise, people. Okay. <laughs> Got to beat the Bulls. Um, it's, my, it's, it's my J optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> that magic game in in Orlando. It's a winnable game. Got to win that game. Or try to. Got to try, try to. We got to try to win that game. We definitely do. Magic always seem to give us some damn trouble. They always give us trouble, man. It's just, sometimes we just don't match up well with them. Yeah, man. Magic gives us trouble. Yeah. At Boston again, Friday, November 1st. Yeah. Home against the Kings, Sunday. Kings is, oh man, Kings Kings gives DSJ trouble. Yeah. <laughs> the Aaron Fox coming in there, looking to capitalize on a, on a great sophomore year. Yeah. Great sophomore that's, year. That's going to be a tough one with the Kings. The Pistons but, always seem to whoop yeah. that. Pistons at, at Detroit. Then you got and the Porzingis game. man. Lefty Mello's going to be on the Pistons. Yeah. But then, you know, you after that, you got the Dallas game. And so it's still a winnable game. That's a winnable game. In Cleveland, November 10th, that's a winnable game. Yeah. The Bulls, November 12th, winnable game. Winnable Home game. versus Dallas. I mean, if we well, don't get up, if we so don't get up for that, what are we getting up for? Let's, let's get on that streak. That's a nice little streak right there. That, that, that That's a good show <laughs> for us. That's a good show for us, Jay. That's a good show. That's a good show. That's a break. That's a break the internet. YouTube yeah, show. that's a good. That's a good stretch for us. Hell yeah! Right, and then and then after that Dallas game, you got Charlotte Saturday, November sixteenth. Then you got Cleveland oh, again. Oh, that's a dub. Oh, come on, come on, CP. So I mean, all right, we we can feel good we about got, ourselves. We got we got we we can do some damage in this little stretch. We can feel good about ourselves, and then it gets yeah. real. Until we hit seventy sixes, and then like then it, then it gets real. Philly, yeah. San Antonio. Home Brooklyn, in Toronto. Home against Philly, November 29th. Home against Boston, December first. Away against Milwaukee, December second. That right there is six straight playoff teams. Seven, sorry, seven straight. I feel you. There's some tough ones in there, but I'm not giving Celtics and and Nets the win. Automatically, that's gonna be a yeah. No, 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 yeah. I mean, the division games you always play division tough, with the exception of the Sixers, who were not in their class. Toronto, no, we should be able to, you know, no Kawhi Leonard factor. We, I don't know. Toronto beat us without winners. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let's see. Tough ones, tough ones, man. Tough Why ones, in the chat said we're not confident. I mean, listen, this is all on paper, man. And we you won seventeen games last, last year, right? I, Ayo Powell, I don't want to say your name. We what did it? beat the Spurs last season. <laughs> we did beat the Spurs last season. Yeah, anything's possible. You know, anything's possible. We, we just, we're just speculating based on winning 17 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> based on what we did and based on what these teams did. You know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's seven straight um, against playoff teams. And then you got Denver. Home yeah. against the Pacers. And then Portland, Golden State, December 11th, at the yeah. Kings the 13th, at Denver the I mean, it's crazy, man. If Moutier is still here, he might be able to beat the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. If we, if we have Moutier, if we bring Moutier and, 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 and Vonley back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we have Moutier and Vonley, then maybe the Bucks. But yeah. I don't know. Brooklyn Charlie in your chat says 43 wins. Not out of the question. Wow, Brooklyn Charlie. Brooklyn Super Charlie. Brooklyn Charlie. 
I admire your optimism, man. Yeah. I wish I was there with you. Facts. I wish I was there with you, but if we win 50, 43 wins, I'll be ecstatic. That's for damn. Oh, I, I'll be thrilled. <clears throat> Let's go to the phones to see what Will has to say about this. Will, what's going on, man? What's going on, y'all? How you feeling, bro? How y'all doing? All right. Good, man. Doing good, doing good. This is, this is, man, this schedule right here, oh, y'all know me and my charts, so I already started drawing one up. I was, I was looking at it, I'm just like, God damn, man, this ain't left us, man. This is going to be a hard season. Yeah. Some of these back-to-back, you know, not that much back-to-back, but these games that are paired up against these teams, you know, I like I started putting them to tears. Certain teams that I think that you know could we think that we might beat, but we might also not. Like I'm thinking about Sacramento. Uh, you know the Magic made it, so you can't really count them out. The Pistons trying to do something. You know, there's just certain teams. There's just certain games that I want a moral victory. I want the season over. Number one, because I'm going to be there with y'all. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to be real tight if we lose. All right. <laughs> That's the first one. But, yeah, I want that Brooklyn one. Got it. Yeah. And uh, the Mavericks, of course. But ultimately, this is what I'm getting at. Looking at this schedule, what do y'all think? Do you guys prefer that we prioritize winning? Meaning, like, okay, Knox ain't doing too good. All right, let me put in Morris. Or, yeah. you know, or maybe Mitch is not doing something. Let me put in Top Gibson. Like, yeah. what are we really – what are we aiming for? Are we – do we care about the wins, or we still prioritizing development? Because I feel like this is going to come up, and this is going to be a tough oh, oh yeah. conversation we're going to have later on in the season. Hey, JL, so go ahead, man. I definitely think we're going to prioritize winning um, off the bat from the jump, man. I think uh, these guys, Scott Perry, they want to prove that they can actually make something. They want to prove that they can improve on last season. I don't think you're going to see things like putting the worst defender on the best score at the end of the games. Like, I don't think the, I don't think we're going to see stuff like that no more. But uh, I think we're going to prioritize winning first and foremost, and try to develop guys as well. But I think winning is going to be coming first. I I agree. I'm with you, man. Um, mm. Listen, that the pressure is going to be on Fisdale. A lot of people are going to be more sour on him this year. I'm just I'm just telling you the facts. I told you guys I'm I'm here for four years right, with Fisdale. Right. I'm here with four years. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take the go with the bad, and after the contract is up, and and see how this roster improves over that time, over the next three years, then uh, you know I'll make my final decision on Fizz. But we got we got to be playing to win. We got to be yeah. playing to win. Number one for us mm. to to get those young guys up another notch. You know to take another step with this team in terms of its maturity. And in terms of physical, like it's all a part of building that culture, and and winning is the number one ingredient to that. So we got to be playing to win. Yes, we you know if if the situation calls for it, and and you got to sub out Knox, you got to sit Knox, or Marcus Morris is going with the hot hand. Then you got to do what you got to do because I think the number one priority is yes, we want to win, but also we have guys like a Marcus Morris that you're gonna want to try to trade at the at the deadline. So. Even though JL, as right. I said in the beginning, yeah, I did want Knox to start because because you know it should be about Knox. We do got to try to get Morris. You know, we got to do try to get some some assets for Morris as well. Uh, JL, what's your take on that? Yeah, I feel I feel the same way, but I, okay. I feel like I feel like Morris 
depending on where we're at during the season, man, like, I feel like if we are in the hunt for a playoff spot by the time the trade deadline hits, I feel like Morris is going to stay. Yeah. Finish out his contract. But if we're, like, out of it, then I can see the pieces being moved and then us getting a pick or two um, and going full-out development in January, February again. But uh, it's, it's all going to depend on how he perform. If he overperform, I can see him staying. Well, that's a win-win situation for us, you know? Well, yeah. What do you think about that, Will? Mm. I mean, for me personally, I think, you know, I'm listen, I love RJ. I think he's going to be a great player, but I think he's going to hit that wall. And it's like, I mean, different guys work differently. You know, he's always been, if not the guy, like second fiddle. Yeah. So how is it going to work? Like maybe, you know, he's not even the second best player on the team. And then are we going to be like, well, if he's not the second best player on the team, then, you know, you got to be the third option or the fourth option or whatever it is. We don't know how that's going to affect him. That's how, you know, it's the same thing I say with Melo. It's like Melo was always the guy. So it's just like for him to just tell him, oh, come off the bench. That's like a culture shock. So, I mean, number one, obviously he knows that he's young and, you know, he's got to deal with it. But I don't know if certain guys can thrive, you know, not being the guy, you know. And that's yeah. more for Audrey than anything. Knox, I'm not really that worried. Knox had his time to do it. Uh, certain guys, you know, they're not going to have a choice like DSJ, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Mitch, not really worried about him. Um, oh, you guys got to talk about that little injury because – I'm hearing all these different things about that, about yeah. how bad it is and how not bad it is. They said it was I like... Digress, but... Yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, that man should have been... Hey, listen, man, this is crazy because nobody wants to be on the FIBA uh, <laughs> Olympic team or whatever. <laughs> and they, and they still don't want that. It's crazy. Uh, listen, I, I think I think it, it's a great there. experience for Mitch to go there and yeah, play man. with a lot of the top young best players in the league and right. some of the current best talent. That's a great that's a great experience for Mitch. You know, playing with Jeff Van Gundy and I believe Popovich was on that staff as well. That's great, man, to be able to learn from mm. some of the some of the best in in the industry all around. So, I, listen, injuries happen. They did the right thing by sitting him out of the scrimmage, and from what we hear. It's it's um it, it's gonna be a light injury, but I think in in terms of your point on RJ, yeah, it's gonna be an adjustment for him. It's like it's an adjustment for every rookie. I think that I think the most intriguing thing, JL, is right. gonna see how him and DSJ coexist. Yeah. Because already, even though it was early, yeah. and even though it was a summer league, we saw RJ's strengths be more as a primary ball handler. Now, how does that work with two mm-hmm. guys, RJ and DSJ? who are not the best or the most efficient shooters. Yeah. Time will tell. We know DSJ's been working on his shot, thank God. And RJ, we see he seems to be working mm-hmm. on his as well. So let's see how they get that to work. Yeah, man. Like, I, I hope it I works. Mean, this is the way I look at it. Go ahead, Will. Go on. Go ahead, Will. Uh, uh, the way I look at it, I think that there's like a pecking order, right? Uh, can we always agree that most likely that Julius Randle, right out the guy, Julie, yeah, right Julius out the gate, is going to be the most consistent. He's going to get that most consistent. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm looking at the videos. He's shooting threes great. But, you know, he get his highest percentage in that paint, you know? Right. We see what RJ do. You know, he he's great going to the paint, going to the hole he drives. Basically what I wanted Timmy to do. But now he doesn't have the shooting like Timmy does. So it's just like, 
You know, it's, 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 this is up to Fizz. Fizz got to find out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the coach of the team. But ultimately, I just think that, you know, I'm really looking at it. I think it's going to come to a point where if we're happy about the win, we're going to be sad about this player, this young player not doing too well. Or this player is doing too good, but we still got the L. So yeah. I think it's going to come to that point. I'm going to leave you all on that, but I'm going to let you all go. Thanks, Will. Um, can't wait to see you at the home opener. It's going to be a good time. Yes, sir. Pre- appreciate the call, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like this season, CP, man, no, I feel like no matter what happens, people are going to be so mad at the rotation. <laughs> yeah. This is probably going to be the most controversial year as far as rotations ever. And the only thing that might save Fizz in the eyes of the fans is if we overperform and up in the playoffs. It has to. It has yeah. to. Or come close. Come close. Yeah. Come, close. come close. Because everybody's going to be fighting over, over um, what the rotation should be like yeah. all year long. That, that's going to be question number one off the rip. Yep. That's going to be question number one off the rip. Who's going to be a point guard? Is it going to be DSJ? Is it going to be Peyton? What's Frank doing? You yep. know, shooting guard. How how is where's ISO gonna play? Yep. Is Ellington gonna get minutes right away? Word RJ Dot Dotson at the three. You got Marcus Mars Knox. Is Iggy gonna emerge? See, I think I think Iggy. I think we have time. I, I think I would even put Iggy in the G League for now if he's not gonna be if he's not gonna get uh, a lot consistent minutes. I would put Iggy in the G League if you could. And, and just to just to get him those reps until you're ready for him, until you you know maybe at the deadline you make a move. I, I feel you, but at the same time, it's like yo, he, like my man dropped third. You know, we don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's a beast. He, he beasted. He beasted. Man. We saw what happened with ISO when everybody kind of wrote him off because in the beginning of the season because he wasn't drafted, and all of a sudden he worked his way to rotation. They're like, oh man, this guy actually deserves a lead. Yeah, like Iggy dropped thirty, and you're like, wait, where did this kid come from? Like. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. You you already have Kevin Knox and Marcus Morris who are going to get the bulk of the minutes at the three. Yeah. You have Randall. You have maybe Knox at the four. You have maybe Morris at the four. It, you know, even in a small ball situation, Iggy's probably not going to play. Yeah, you're right. I'm just looking at it realistically. I feel you. I'm just looking at it realistically. I'm saying with the depth that we have, you could afford to stash him. Let him keep, you know, keep working, get his reps up in the G League. It makes sense, but it's, you know, like Fizz, I don't does Fizz believe in the G League? That's the question, man. I don't know if Fizz actually believes in the G League, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Doesn't seem like teams like to use it in that that way, you know. We definitely should. We see what happened with it for Kadeem Allen when he came in here last season. He yeah. came in up a little bit. Uh, if we're not getting the playing time, maybe we should u- utilize G League. To develop somebody's yeah, players. keep guys fresh. Why not? Sure. <laughs> well, why not, man? See some people say in the chat. Hey, it's a lot of Iggy fans. We know that. I, I definitely want to see the guy play. I just don't know how how does he play. Man. Carlos Martinez checking in from Australia. What's going on, buddy? Mm-hmm. What up? Yeah. Ayo, pal says that's a hot take. Iggy to the G League, Frank to G League. I'm not saying, uh, where, but where is he gonna play? Somebody, somebody, tell me where. How do you see him getting minutes? Yeah, is he gonna right take Knox's second? minutes? Is he gonna take Marcus Morris' minutes? Is he going to take like 
is RJ gonna put RJ at the three sometimes? Right. Like, does RJ go to the three sometimes? We didn't even speak on Frank. We didn't even speak, speak on, on Frank. Frank. Some of you guys don't want to speak about him whatsoever. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Jails. Yo, Jay, Jay the one says ISO and Doc gotta be trade pieces. He want E. Well, I mean, it's a lot of guys that can be trade pieces. You, you know what I mean? I feel you. It scares me to make ISO a trade piece, man. Nah, I don't. I'm not trying to trade ISO. I don't want to trade ISO either, yo. He's the only one who actually shot an NBA percentage last season. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to trade ISO. Nah, definitely uh, not. Like, if you really look at the stats of everybody on our team on the squad, ISO is the only one who shot like a real NBA percentage. Yeah. Out of all the guards. Nah, I'm I'm rocking with ISO, man. I'm not trading. Forget that. It was like 44 percent from the field and yeah, 41, 44, 40%. yeah. 40% from three. Yeah, I'm like, sticking with ISO, man. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. That don't, that don't mean no one. I don't mean... I, I understand why, but... Yeah. Did you see Frank's... Uh, have you watched his, his World Cup friendly matches yet? I've seen the first... I've seen the first... I've seen the first game. Yeah. And I saw clips of the second game. I had people upset, man. People are tight. <laughs> don't look at the comments. Frank, if you're watching, don't look at the comments. Oh, man. People are tight, man. I mean, oh, listen. It's, it's, uh, it's Zane Frank. You know, keep it real. We saw some good things. So, so I, again, it's just, it's just a matter of playing time. I don't see him earning... A shot at the one nor the three coming into it. He has, he's an uphill battle, man. I'll say this from the from what I saw, the handle was gotten better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The defense is still the same. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and it's good. I mean the defense is good. I mean, granted they were right. playing Tunisia. Right. But it was it was same typical Frank, you know, pit bull defense. Yeah. And the passing the passing has been pretty good. Yeah, uh, he just hasn't made shots. That's really what it is. It just, it just comes down. To he hasn't made shots. Hasn't made shots. Hasn't made shots. Finished with about seven points against Tunisia on two of seven shooting. Right, and I'm going to, and it's like he hasn't. He's been injured for half the year. This right. is his first actual blink games he's ever played. Mm-hmm. Only playing forty three games this season, so we got to see what's going to happen with Frank. I'm not sure how I much mean, time I'm, he's actually going to have. Right, and this is a contract year for him. The contract year. This is a contract year for him, so I don't, I don't know, man. A yeah. lot of you team Frankers, I'm not sure if it's gonna happen for this kid, man. Yeah, it's a uphill, it's an uphill battle because you still have DSJ here, um, and even Alfred Payton, mm-hmm. who, who, like I said, five triple doubles last year in a row, ten million dollars. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Yeah, so the, the depth, the depth at every position from one to three. Is, is deep for the Knicks. It's going to be hard for right. Knicks, Frank to get playing time without an injury happening. Right. And the thing is, like you said, like, you know, yes, we are still going to be playing for development. You know, certain guys deserve, like, you know, Mitch deserves that, that starting spot. Mm-hmm. I don't see any how you go into the season without R.J. Barrett starting at the two. I just don't see why he wouldn't be starting. I can see, I can see a scenario where he doesn't start, but I, I, I know why you're saying that. What, what, see, what scenario would you, would you paint that that wouldn't have RJ starting? I, I mean, it depends. Like, like I said, 
it depends on the coach and what he sees as a fit too. Yeah. Like, like you said, because, because the same reason that we discussed about the pairing of DSJ and RJ together, like I can see a scenario where he tries to have a shooter start and have him come and come off the bench for a while. So maybe is that that? Maybe that's Dotson. Maybe it's Dotson. Maybe it's ISO. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just because they've been trying to convince ISO to shoot more threes last season, uh, off the off the jump without dribbling. He started to do it, but he got injured again. So, but it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's gonna be some experimenting. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, gonna be interesting. Gonna be interesting because I I I see what you're saying. I definitely agree with you. It, it um does he again does he coach more from a from a PR standpoint or from a basketball standpoint? You know, does a Dotson or ISO make more sense than to just squeeze RJ in there and figure it out? Yeah, that's a good question. You know. Chen in the chat says this is a good problem to have. Absolutely. I, I think this is a great problem to have. Uh, let's see Let's see how Frisdale utilizes it. Let's go back to the phone, JLs. Jarrell wants to talk. He okay. wants to talk about uh, how he, he gets Iggy minutes into the lineup. Jarrell, what's going on, man? What's going on? What's going on? Long time listener of the show. What's up, CP? What's up, JLs? Appreciate it, man. How you I'm feeling? Real man? fast with this. I think I'm feeling good. I feel like Big Ten Conference. Mm-hmm produces threes that come in with a muscle rate and a type of demeanor, a type of demeanor. Think Draymond, mm-hmm. you know, and I think Iggy has that. I think his defensive feet is what's bad, and that comes with rookies. Look at RJ's feet. Think about Knox's feet last year. I think it was a feet problem. Mm-hmm. That weight came. You see how Knox is built up. You see how Draymond built up his first season out. I think Iggy could bang at that four. I think that Taz Gibson should just be a straight mentor. I think uh, Bobby Portis needs to take that five at the bench, and I think that's how we run it. Okay, it's mm-hmm. is possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying what I what I think is that they they'll unless he just blows it blows him out the frame in camp. You know, a Landry Fields type type of training camp. You know what I'm saying, JLs? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, a Landry Fields type hot start. I think they'll they'll go in there Facts. slowly. And one more thing about my man Frank. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm a Frank hater. I'm a Frank <laughs> hater. I'm going to say this one. I'm a Frank hater. I don't like Frank. But he, he, he fits on his team. He fits on his team right now. And I see him coming up. If Alfred Payton, which I, which I vote for him as the backup point, if he's slipping, Frank come in to take those minutes. Yeah. I vote for Alonzo Trey as the backup two guard. And if he slips, Doc come and take his minutes. And that's their role of getting in. But they got to prove themselves. I agree. Well, well said, Jarrell. Appreciate the call, man. Thank, thanks for supporting us, bro. All right, fellas. All right. I just want to see Alfred Payton slipping like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I just don't see his living right. Like, that. I mean, he basically is what you want Frank to be, is he? Yeah, he's 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 a shorter version of Frank right now. Right. He's a shorter version. He's shorter. He can't really shoot, but he can finish better than Frank. His shooting percentage is better. He sets people up. Plays defense. But he's he's what six four? Yeah, like six seven. Is six is Frank six eight now? Oh, uh, he he might be. He, he definitely got stronger. He he definitely got stronger. Um, in terms of Iggy, 
Listen, I, w- I would love to see him sliding in at the four. I just don't think they, they're not going to bring these guys in who they paid and not play them at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're not just yeah. going to have Taj be the caretaker yet. Probably second half, post-second half, once the season has been decided on, then you transition. But right away, I think those guys are still going to get sizable minutes. I don't know if Taj is going to get sizable minutes, bro. Like, that's the... That's the one guy, once we sign Marcus Morris, that might have taken the biggest hit as far as getting minutes. Like, Taj is a great defender. Mm-hmm. So I can see him getting, like, spot minutes in, like, defensive situations to close a team or go on one of the guy's best offensive players or something like that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Unless like Portis just really like craps the bed. So who do who do you see who do you see uh, subbing in for Mitch? I think they're gonna first. go. I think they're gonna go with Portis. Yeah, I think they go Portis first. They might go Portis. I mean, I like defense though, so I would like Taj. Right. Man, actually, I think I would like Taj with like a shooter at the four. Yeah. I think I would like that better. You go Taj, you could go Taj and Portis. Yeah, you go you can't go Taj and Portis. You could go Taj, Taj. and Portis. Taj Portis Knox. Taj Portis Knox. Iso Payton. Hmm. Taj Portis Knox Iso Payton. Okay. I like that. Kinda like that. So like, I think that's a nice little balance. Second unit. Yeah, a nice little offense, defense. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, all right. I guess I guess you and I guess in that scenario RJ starts. Yeah. Hmm. You go Peyton one, ISO two, Knox at the three, Portis at the four, Taj at the five. It'll be interesting. Yeah, our bench is gonna be our bench is gonna be interesting because I feel like that's when we go to the bench, that's when we might get some dreams some problems. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm telling between Dotson and ISO, somebody's not gonna get consistent minutes. That's gonna no. be a little keep what you kill within yeah, keep what man. you kill. You know what I mean? The game within yeah. the game. That's a fact. Practice is gonna be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I just I just don't see Iggy getting those minutes yet until you figure out what you're doing with Mars. Mm. You know what no. I mean? Uh, I know what you mean. You gave her too much money. We pulled him away from the Spurs. It doesn't make even it doesn't even make sense doing all that to get Morris not to play. Him. No, he's playing. He's playing significant minutes. He's he's playing significant minutes. But you don't think he's moving like twenty minutes, twenty five? Yeah, I would say he's so. Right? I would say so. Def, definitely. Yeah, I, I see. I think somebody in the chat said Stashy for now. I see no problem with it. I don't see any problems with it. That's you, for sure. You know what I mean. Shout out right. to everybody in the chat once again. Salute to everybody in here on this Monday night tilt. Shout out to uh, Jarrell for just calling in. Chen, what's going on? Knicks fan TV, Dave in the building. Shout out to Dave. Shells heavy. Salute to Shells, what's going on? Chick George, right. how you feeling, man? Who you got in your chat, Shells? Yo, yo, shout out to Ed Fantana in the chat, man. I'm Brooklyn Charlie. One take. I see you guys, man. Thanks for hitting me up. Jaden Diaz, what's going on, man? Got Jails. Oh, yeah. And Dark Matter, RA7. I see you over here, too. Far too smart. 
311, I see you over here too. Thanks yeah. for hanging out with us. And uh, Cameron. Cameron Tacknell. <laughs> okay. Will says, do we do we feel like we can flip Reggie Bullock? Um, not for a while. I don't think so. He's damaged goods right now. Yeah, man. He's, he's, he, yeah. I'm still trying to figure out what the urgency was to, to, to get him. <laughs> I mean, I guess we needed shooting that bad, but listen, we did. But damn, is that like a PR sign? I don't. I have. I have no idea, man. They felt like they had to get it done because he's not gonna be able to play for six months, and they gotta work him in the rotation. And yeah, that's gonna... I, I'm not sure what what the the big deal was to to get this guy, but okay. Hopefully, hopefully he can knock knock down a few. You know. Yeah, that's that's the thing though. Like you don't play ball for six months, you don't you don't come right in, <laughs> you know, right. gangbusters, like ah, just racking them. Right. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Like before I knew he was injured, I was like, all right, that's a pretty decent. Yeah, fight. yeah. I was like, yeah, we need the shooting. Let's do it. We need the shooting. He's a decent defender. We don't have a lot of offense two way players on us. You know, on the squad, we we have a lot of either ors. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. Either good at offense, a good at defense. Only got a, a couple of real two-way players. So when he was, when he signed him. I was like, all right, that's what's up. Yeah, I was like, good move, you know, yeah. nice, nice move. But then it was like, ah, uh, he failed the physical. Yeah. Like, uh, all right, what for? Uh, plantar fasciitis. Okay. Like, oh, damn, that little, was the same thing. Was yeah, a little nagging thing. <laughs> then it was like, uh, his he had a herniated disc in his neck. It was like, like, whoa. whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nick. Okay. Well, Nick's did get, get right by him. Yeah. He seems like a nice dude. I like. I like. He seems like he's a little trash talk, you know. I like that about him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. No, I, I like him. Um, you know, like I said, the Knicks did like him as well back um, during his tenure as a draft prospect. He ended up going to the Clippers first. Mm-hmm. Had a couple stops. Clippers. Um, he was on Detroit. As well, and also in the Lakers. And the Lakers. Yeah. Well, I guess the injury started with the Lakers because I feel like he didn't really shoot well when he's on the Lakers. Yeah. Well, yeah, his best his best um, statistical season was with the uh, Pistons from, from yeah. the three-point line. I think he was over 40% at that time. Yeah. And that and that's when he was, he was doing his thing. So let's see if we can get that guy. Heck yeah, man. Be a nice, nice help off off the bench. But, but oh, we'll see, man. Yeah, especially considering our team, we suck at mm-hmm. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to World Wide West. Let's we'll right. talk about the Ross and Ross rotation. <laughs> West, how you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good, man. How about yourself, man? Good, man. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome back to welcome back to YouTube, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank, Thank you, man. Back on, man. The haters. Yeah, the haters, man. haters try to so listen, try to keep me down, man. About- can only keep me down for but so long. <laughs> what you say? So hey, they they try to get me, man. They they try to silence me, but you can only silence me for so long, man. Exactly, man. Exactly. The, the streets need you, kid. But Appreciate um, it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get right into it. So about the roster, right? Um, mm-hmm. as far as rotation, I think that Tops Tops Gibson is is gonna be a regular in, in the rotation. I say that because. Out of all the bigs, mm-hmm. who who can actually play low post defense? Right. Yeah, that's it. Taj Gibson's the only player. Discipline. I, I look at you him know. as like when Kurt Thomas was on our squad that year when we had all the vets, you had yeah. Canby, you had Sheed, 
You had a lot of guys ahead of him, but at the end of the day, you had to give that man burn because him and Sheed was the only guys who could actually defend the post. Yeah. And nowadays, that's a lost that's a lost art because you got guys like Embiid, you know, Marcus Sol. There's a couple of guys all, all hard for like the East. They do still have traditional bigs who go back to the basket, and you're gonna need a guy who can actually play defense back to the basket. I don't know to, um, Bobby Portis is uh, as far as like I know his pick and roll defense is shaky. Yeah. I don't know how his one on one low post defenses, so that's why I'm not really going to comment on him. But I think that just the simple fact that Taj Gibson could play that defense, he's going to be a, a, a rotation player. Now, that, I think that where Morris Morris is going to end up being the backup power forward, not the backup small forward. Everybody, every, all y'all keep saying he's going to be the backup small forward. I think he's going to be the backup power forward, and that's how Dotson's going to find his way into the rotation as the backup small forward behind Knox, and the, and Iggy is going to have to be on the shelf Wait, in yeah. the beginning. Unless he comes out in preseason and just has two crazy games, maybe two or three crazy games, then he's going to force himself into the rotation. But he might be on the back burner until Dotson either tails off a little bit or he's not shooting consistently. Then, like Fizz does, he'll sit him for, like, five games, and he'll throw in um, Iggy to the, yeah. to the rotation for five games. And if he does well, then Dotson might be buried a little longer. I don't see any any scenario where where um, Alonzo Trier isn't your regular backup uh, shooting guard, or right, or off the bench behind need, RJ. Need his offense bad, and that to me creates a problem for Wayne Ellington because I'm pretty sure he didn't come to this team with the with the mindset that he's not going to play because you can't like the one thing I don't want to see is a 13 man rotation. That's absolute stupidity because mm-hmm. no player is really going to be able to get their rhythm. They're not going to get into the flow of the game. And on top of that, it's going to decrease each of their trade values because none of them are going to be putting up numbers. So none of them are going to look like substantial players. So come the trade deadline, you're not going to even get a first-round pick for any of these players. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that anyway, even if they are playing well, being that they're all on a one-year contract. You know what I mean? Unless the team's going to say, all right, we'll trade for this player and we'll pick up his second-year option so we can control him for another year after this. Mm -hmm. Then if giving up a first-round pick is worth it. But other than that, you know, we, we may not get that. So, bring me to the point guard position. Obviously, I think Dennis Smith Jr. is he's going to start going into the season. It's going to be his job to lose because of his youth, his, his athleticism, you know, his, his future, what, what he can do for the franchise, and he's in the contract for the next two years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely, Alfred Payton's going to be the backup, and Frank's going to sit. And um, Dennis Smith and Alfred Payton have a history of injuries, so at some point. They're both going to have injuries, and that's when Frank's going to get his opportunity. You know, he may also get his opportunity at the three spot, depending on how well or la- or, or or bad Knox, Iggy, and Dotson are playing. You know, but at, in, t- initially Frank's on the bench. I believe Ellington's on the bench. You know, and Mitch he's going to start, but he's not going to play over twenty five minutes a game because of foul so. trouble. Yeah. I watch summer league, and I know summer league is, is helter skelter, and you know, I mean, not real basketball, but he's still not disciplined. And this is only his second year. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys keep saying, "Oh, we're looking for Knox and Trayer and and Robertson to take that a big leap forward." Not dudes don't take a leap in their second year traditionally. As if, if anything, they take a step back. Like you've seen that with Donovan Mitchell, you've seen that with Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. If, like they may take a step back or stay somewhat stagnant, you know. The leap really comes in the year three. That's when guys like 
did that that loser the snake he took the leap in the uh yeah, sure in year did. three and you see other guys are taking even d'angelo russell it took him to year four you know so i'm not expecting too much of a leap from our second year players you know what i mean mm-hmm. so with that said i think that mitch's minutes being limited is going to accommodate for uh five players to, to be rotated in and out in the front court between um morris portis you know, Gibson, you know all the bigs, whatever. Yeah. They're all going to be, they're all going to have a spot in the rotation. But as far as the backcourt is concerned, I don't think it's wise to play a plethora of guards because the guards need to get their rhythm, need to get their confidence mm. in order to be able to knock down shots. And you know what I mean? They don't need to be looking over their shoulder. You can't really get a comfortable feel in a game if you're going in for four or five Johnson minutes rotations. and you're coming out, you know what I mean? And you're sitting on I the agree. bench. I agree with that. So, so, you know, so that's okay. just basically what I wanted to say. Go ahead, Jails. What's up? So, wait, so, so just just to clarify, you're starting. What's your starting five? What's your starting Barry five? Again, I what's, your, hear you. what's your starting five, Wes? Well, my starting five is Dennis Smith Jr., is uh, R.J. Barrett, mm-hmm. Knox, um, Mitch, and Julius Randle. I'm not with starting Marquise Morris at the three. He's not a small forward. He does not create. Can't he can't like he's not elusive with the dribble. Mm-hmm. He's not a small forward. He's a power forward. He didn't play small forward in uh in Boston. He's 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 not a, and and that's gonna if you play him at the small forward, then then who's our backup for? You know see what I'm saying? Like um I guess then I guess if There's you play Portis. him at the small forward, yeah. then then <laughs> then you can have Portis be the backup for. Yeah. But do you really want Bobby Portis guarding the pick and roll and you know what I mean, playing yeah. against power forwards, like, especially if other teams go small. Right. I think we should implement Bobby Porter's playing a backup five, you know, instead of him playing a four. Right. So okay. that's my opinion. Because you know, there's a speedy game out there. And I, I, Portis, especially him at the five, is going to open up everything for everybody else. Yeah. A, a big that can shoot, you know what I mean? I think that's mm-hmm. just going to open, open up the floor for Randall, open up the floor for – for Mitch Robinson, you know, open up driving lanes for Dennis Smith Jr. and, and um, Alfred Payton being that they can't shoot that well. You're going to need somebody to drag a defense out, you know. So uh, that's 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 what the starting lineup is looking like, in my opinion, you know. Okay. All right, so so you're saying back, so backup would be Payton, uh, ISO, um, who's that's your three? Who, who's your backup five, Wes? ISO backing up the – my backup five, my first guy off the bench at the at the five is going to be um, Bobby Portis. Yeah. Right. So if Mitch, let's let's say the game starts, Mitch picks up two first two quick first fouls. Bobby Portis is your first guy off the bench. You still can't reinsert Mitch. You know what I mean? And Bobby Portis is not going to play the whole first half, so you can't reinsert Mitch to pick up a third foul. You're going to have to then bring um, Gibson off the bench to spell to spell Portis at mm-hmm. the five. Mm-hmm. And uh, the four rotation is going to be. Julius Randle starting with Marcus Morris backing him up, and uh, Dotson is going to be backing up Kevin Knox. That's how I that's how I see things going down. Iggy's going to be shelf for the first fifteen twenty games until he get if he plays well. You know he's going to have to earn like a spot in the rotation. One thirty point game in summer league does not mean anything yeah, to no, me he's personally. Gonna, he's he's going you know to I mean? for sure, but. He does, like, when you look at him play, he does have a high basketball IQ. He, he can pass and he can shoot. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me a lot of that dude in the Utah Jazz, uh, Joe Ingles, Ingles. Who, I, who I mess with. I, I like Joe Ingles. Even his attitude, he's a tough guy. 
He can knock down the three. He could pass. Yeah. But is you know it's going to take him time to develop. Can he guard? Can he guard a three in the league right now, um, Iggy? I don't know if he can really play defense and not get killed. You know, right. he's he's not laterally that that quick that and quick. stuff like that. So we got to really see what that's looking like. I think we should chill on trying to insert him into the rotation right away and let the guys who's already been here and already proven themselves to a certain extent get the minutes and it'd be their minutes to lose, you know. And like I said, injuries is going to be a factor. Injuries yeah. are going to be a yeah, factor. Yeah, you always got to expect it. Mitch getting banged up a little bit. Yeah. Always got to expect but, it. But um, last thing I wanted to say is that mm-hmm. I foresee us making a trade. If, if all right, let's say we're hovering around 500, three games over, Three games, like with five out of five games over or under, right? And we're 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 in the we're in the run for um, the eight seed leading up to the trade deadline. There's going to be disgruntled stars out there, you know, maybe not superstars, but like a Bradley Beal, or I don't know. There's going to be guys available. I can see us packaging a couple of these players, especially that you know they're going to be upset that they're not getting enough minutes in the rotation, and yanking a player from another team, you know. Maybe I would say the position that we probably are most likely to get, I would have to say either a point guard or a wing, you know what I mean? Or maybe even a, a, a center, like an actual big bulky center to play behind Mitch mm-hmm. or even start in front of Mitch. You know okay. what I mean? I could see, I, I'm not going to name any by any names, but I can see us making a trade because, you know, I just feel like there's going to be a star that we're not predicting that's going to be disgruntled or he's going to expect to win, and his team's not going to be winning. And New York is an opportune place to go right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's sleeping on us. You know what I mean? And this is going to be a, this is going to be a, like that that fifty fifty two or fifty four win season. Not that we're going to win fifty games, obviously not. <laughs> but we're going to we're going to take the league by storm in the sense that like I already know that our offense is going to be like we're going to be straight on offense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's going to be our defense that's going to determine whether or not we're going to take that step forward. I know it's unprecedented to win 17 games one year and go and win over 37 games. To make the playoffs, we're going to have to win over 37 games. Yeah, we're going to have to win 25 game improvement. It's possible. You got you got a whole new cast of characters, so it's not the same core as as last year. You know, Marcus Morris, he's going to be a, a real big impact player. Julius Randolph, he's going to be a significant in, impact player. Same thing with Bobby Portis. Those those dudes and their attitude, you know what I mean? Even though Portis and Randall came from situations where they weren't necessarily winning, mm-hmm. but they weren't they never played on the like bottom feeding teams, you know, fifteen, seventeen games. Like Julius Randall was always in the thirties. His team was yeah. always winning around thirty five to forty games and he was a significant reason. You know, I mean dudes don't talk about Julius Randall enough. Like in a league where they they looking at player efficiency rating and all these advanced metrics it surprises me that they didn't mention any of that when they were evaluating him when we signed him, you know, during free agency. They skipped right over that and just started clowning us. They don't talk about his youth and his upside and how he's been developing each year. Facts. And if you really think about it, this is year four for Julius Randle because he missed his whole first year with a broken leg. This is year four. So if he was averaging 21-9 and nine and three assists a game in year three. And now one more thing. Yeah. I don't want to talk to you all forever, but – Remember, if you look at the, the first 40 games that New Orleans played last year, right, mm-hmm. they were in playoff contention. As a matter of fact, there was a top-five seed in the, in, the, in the West, right, with Alfred Payton, with Julius Randolph, and, of course, 
with that boy Anthony Davis, Davis you know. Yeah. But they were a top five team for the first like 20, 30, 40 games in the league mm-hmm. until um, Davis got injured and then he asked for the trade and then everything went downhill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in the, in the Eastern Conference with those with those them players, man, we, if we have good chemistry, that's what it's going to come down to. If, if everybody's willing to make right. an extra pass and we're and we're playing with energy and the chemistry's right, it's going to translate to wins. You know? Yeah. I'm I'm not trying to sound like a foolish, optimistic Knicks fan, but I'm you know realistically like if you look at this roster and not hate on us, this roster has a chance to to make some noise in the Eastern Conference in the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoffs. You know, I'm not convinced with Orlando. Right. I'm not convinced with Detroit. I'm not convinced with with even Miami. Yeah, you got Jimmy Butler. But, I'm, I mean, I'm not convinced that you guys are. And, and you know what other team I'm not convinced with? I'm not convinced with Indiana, man. Like, yeah, Old Depot's going to be injured. Old Depot's got to show some. For a significant amount of time. Everybody's too. plugging them in as a top four seed in the, in the East. Yeah. When, is that like, I don't, I don't know about that. And they okay. also lost Bondanovich. Yeah. He's a huge part of that team. You true, know what I mean? True indeed, man. Drew D, man. Appreciate the call, Wes. Um, no, I, I agree with him, man. And I, I like what Wes calls him, man. He, he had a lot of great points that I agree with. I think the Mars question is going to be interesting. Will he play the three most of his minutes or, or will he spend most of it at the four? Right. Do they feel like they will have to slot him in at the three because he's making so much money? I don't think it's – I don't think they'll have to. I mean, he seems like a, like a humble dude, so I feel yeah. like – He's not going to be um, clamoring for the three, but I mean, I don't know, man. I understand why he said it. Yeah. I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because then, if he's just backing up the four, you expect Julius Randle to get 30 minutes. A game. Right, he, right. Julius is 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 gonna get a, a a pretty good heavy workload. Yeah, so I can see him playing four and three. I can't see him playing just behind Julius Randle is gonna get 30 and he's he right. playing. Right. I mean, I, I get what he's saying in terms of, yeah. you know, having the speed. I get it, too. I get it, too. I and mean, I get the optimism, too. Yeah. But um, one quick point, though, the Alfred Payton, he was injured for a lot of that run mm-hmm. that the Pelicans were on on uh, first half of the season. Like, he, he was inactive, like, I don't know, a lot, a lot, like a lot of games. So. Yeah. But Julius Randle, though, I, I – I do. I definitely agree with the fact that Julius Randle could be slept on, and no one actually talks about how he's gotten better every season, and that he can possibly get better this season again. But um, also, this is going to be a year where he'll be the focal point of the entire offense, probably. Exactly. He's going to be the guy, and and it's funny um, that Wes mentioned you guys mentioned. I'm I'm working on a, a Randle video uh, right now, and I basically talk about just that. You know, this is the really the first year where. He's really going to be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he did a little bit after Kobe left with the Lakers, but you know it, what? he didn't really have enough time because right after that was when they were trying to get LeBron and, right. and Paul George. So he didn't really have that much time to shine. And, and like Wes said, his first year was really like a redshirt year. He got hurt the first game. Right. And um, also, too, it's like you, just, you hope that Fizz can actually use him correctly as well. Have a little structured offense. Like I seen, uh, Spencer was was posting like how he use uh how um Pelicans use Julius Randle effectively going off of, like a lot of curls mm-hmm. left and right side. So hopefully Fizz takes a look at that videotape and allows him to yeah get him in open space so yeah, he can make his move on the run. 
exactly. Open space going downhill, mm-hmm. fast forward. You know, take take advantage of the speed. Man. Yeah. Yep, I'm I'm looking forward to Rana and and I like what Wes said. If you get past the hate, because everything to the haters was we didn't get KD, we didn't get KD, so the all season was a dud. But if you get past the hate, nobody's even talking about the Randall pickup. You know, people yeah, trashed yep. us, so they picked up five power forwards. I guess people yeah. didn't realize that Mitchell's the only big man we had under contract. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I guess. I don't know what else they were looking for us to get. Would they want another point guard? You know what I mean? Yeah, we got that too. Right? We got that too. We still got that too. But I mean, we only had one big man on the contract when we made these moves. So I don't really see that as being a big deal. I do agree with him. I think Mitch's minutes are still going to have to be um, monitored. That's well, – we'll see what ha- we'll see which Mitch shows up because – yeah. Towards the end of last season, he he got a lot better. He was staying out of foul trouble. He was getting double doubles, and he was on a block streak because he was getting he was staying out of foul trouble. This summer league, it definitely looked like he regressed, and he was going back to uh, the, the same Mitch from the beginning of last season. Yeah, maybe because you know he hasn't played ball in a while. He's got all the stuff he learned. He has to relearn that stuff. Um, hopefully, he does quickly enough where he doesn't get into crazy foul trouble again this season. I think summer league, he was really just, you know, just, just playing loose. You know mm. what I'm saying? Just, just really just playing loose and just playing out there. I think once the season starts and, you know, Fish will be out there, Gibson and Mario, they'll, they'll rein him in. Well, I think yeah. summer league, he, he was just playing loose. You get 10 fouls. So, <laughs> you, you know, every, he was using his bullets out there and he knew he had rest. He had, uh, um, Kenny Wooten coming in right behind him. Kavanaugh is playing a little Woo. bit of five as well. Wooten will be in training camp. Wooten will definitely be in training camp. So shout out to Mitch. But I do yeah. agree. I, I don't think I don't think he gets a ton of minutes. And and if you have that depth of guys like Gibson and Portis, it's going to be interesting to see how they slot them in. He also brought up some interesting topics on on in terms of second year players. You know we expect. Knox to take a leap. We expect Mitch to take another step, but what will they be? We saw Tatum take that step back in his sophomore campaign. Yeah, you know. I mean it's all situational too. It's all like, situational. Uh, like you can you can argue that Tatum took a step back because of who came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like Kyrie and those guys came back. So like, you can possibly say the same thing. Saying say those things about Knox. And Mitch too, but I mean, Mitch's game isn't really predicated on creating offense. So that's right. We'll, we'll see. And Knox seems like if he gets the minutes, he seems more under control from what I've seen. Yeah, so, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like I already seen the, the fruits of his 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 labor from working in the summer. Right. So I, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I'm optimistic that they're not going to do that. The other point uh, that he touched on, making a trade, a deadline trade. Obviously, you know, when we stack these assets up, that's that's a possibility, always a possibility. And it certainly dampens the blow of when you make a blockbuster trade for a star player. If you still have some assets in reserve that you can actually still have a team to compete with. I think right. that will be cool. I think the first player on the, on the trading block will be Bradley Beal. Uh, at star, star caliber. I think it's Bradley Beal. You're looking; they're looking at another losing season in Washington. I don't even know is John Wall coming back, or did they say he's out another year? Uh I don't. I didn't hear anything about John Wall as, as yet. 
I don't think he's coming back this year. I know he's really politicking hard to keep Bradley Bill, though. I know that. Yeah. So I think I think he'll get tired of it and he'll probably ask out. Uh, Blazers, Flash Brothers, they're staying, so Dame is not available. I'm sad about that. But Dame ain't available. CJ's not available. You know, Spider Mitchell's gonna get his money. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see star wise. I don't see. I don't see um, that that next big trade happening. That's the, that's one of those things you just don't know, man. Like we didn't see. We didn't see Kawhi Leonard once. And that's true. Like, so, like, I'm not saying it's a definite that that's going to happen, but I'm also not saying it's impossible because I feel like every year or other year, somebody pisses somebody off. <laughs> Somebody's mad. <laughs> Somebody's mad. And the minutes, the coaching staff, like, something goes wrong, and, and it's like, get me out of here. Oh, so, Ari says Devin Booker. I don't. I don't. That's know. actually a good uh, candidate to get me out of here, y'all. Yeah, they get me out of here, club. Devin Booker. How about Carl that's, Anthony Towns? Somebody in the Henry. A lot of people in the chat saying Cat. That's the, that's another Cat Long Island guy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, isn't when is he a free agent? Though I feel like he's a free agent coming up. No, or did he? Did he sign an extension? Let's check it out. Let's let's look into this. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. If you guys are new in the chat, leave us with a hashtag new so we can shout you guys out while I look up Carl Anthony Towns' um, contract. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to the phones in a second. I see Steve and uh, Jay want to get in, so we'll get to them in a second. Okay. Carl Anthony Towns, the cat, is making... Let's check this out here. Salary numbers, contract. Here we go. He signed till two. Oh yeah, he did sign an extension. Okay, he signed an extension last year. That's what I thought. So he signed for a, a little while. Yeah, now that I remember, I feel like he was kind of bigging up. Um, yeah, I read something where he's actually bigging up the coach, and uh, people were kind of talking about he was kind of taking a jab at, at Dibs. But I'm sure. I'm sure. Since he's no so, longer with us. As of right now, Cat is happy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But Cat could, could be a candidate. Bradley Bill definitely a candidate. Cat a candidate. But whatever, man. Let, let's yeah. let's Booker's, focus on us, man. Let's yeah, focus man. on us. We went we went down that rabbit hole for a year already. <laughs> it always gets oh. us, Jail. It always gets us. It always does. I saw some news the other day. I was like, I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring yeah, it. Ignoring it. Ignoring it, man. <laughs> um okay, let's go. Let's go to East New York. Jay's back. He wants to talk about the roster and the schedule. Jay, how you feeling, bro? What's going on, fellas? What's going on, CP Jones? How y'all doing? What's going on? Good, man. How you feeling, uh, bro? Man. Shout out to Santana. All right, so I'm going to just get right to it. Okay, right, go ahead, so Jay. My, my spot in five, even, even though I don't really, like, I don't really have an uh, idea because I feel like it should be a revolving door. But off the top, I'm going to go with Dennis Smith Jr., R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox, Bobby Portis at the four, and and either Mitchell or um or um Randall at the five. I I I feel like the five position specifically. Like one thing I like about Mitch is he's definitely able to switch off and pick and roll scenarios 
and guard that perimeter. Mm-hmm. I like that. Bobby Portis, he's also somebody that brings that type of versatility. But I like him as a backup full five. Me too. Situationally, you know. But as far as as far as who starts with, I don't I don't think it should just go by who deserves a spot. Like I feel like Finn should be implementing a system. Like he should have some core values that he wants to put in place on offense and defense. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. then let things shake out as it may and, and training camp, you know. I don't feel like nobody should have no no entitled or I'm starting. I don't know. You got to get out there. You got to earn that spot, man, at every position. You know what I'm saying? What is what is Finn trying to implement? That's the one thing that people ain't really mentioning. Everybody's just looking at it from, oh, he's a veteran. Oh, this, that. I, I feel like you got to really look at what does the coach want? How does he want his point guard to play? You know what I'm saying? What is he expecting from his wings? Like, what does he want his big? So I feel like a lot of that is going to shake out in training camp. So right now, everybody should be coming in with a clean sleep. Them guys got to grind for that spot, man. This is this is this is going to be a great grind season. But he got he got versatility at damn near every spot. You know what I'm saying? So they're gonna have to work it out. And um, as far as like. As far as the bench go, I think Wayne Ellison is going to be one of those guys that he's not going to play every night, as mm-hmm. well as Todd Gibson. I feel like those guys are going to play in situations, you know? Mm-hmm. Like RJ, he, he likes to have the ball. He could, you know, play off the ball. He's a playmaker as well. You know what I'm saying? So why not put, let's say, him, let's put the kid at, at, the, at, at the one position, essentially, because he's bringing the ball up. You know what I'm saying? Wayne Ellington is a perfect guy to play off the ball. You feel me? Because he can spot up and hit them three. Yep. He moves well off the ball. You know what I'm saying? So it shouldn't really be about, you know what I'm saying, who, who, who who's the vet. And, no, it, it really should be more about what what the, what, the, what the system is trying to implement. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think guys should really stop with the – with the projections of who they think should start, because you never know. Starting night, we might see Frank at the one. Man. No, 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 Hey, I'm gonna say it, man. Look, look, look. I'm gonna say it, man. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. You never know what could happen. That's how real it is, you know. So just, oh, everybody just got to cool it just a little bit. Let training camp. Fall, fall into place, and then we go from there. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't feel like anybody should be guaranteed the spot outside of RG. I feel like RG should be playing at least 27 to 32 minutes a game. You feel me? Realistically, yeah. he's a rookie, so I'm not saying throw him straight in the fire, have him playing 35, 38 minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? But he got to get, his, he got to get his feet wet. He got to understand. Like, you know what I'm saying? He has an NBA body, but he gotta he gotta learn the NBA mindset. Like he's still, you know, he's young, so he gotta understand like every night, even the you know what I'm saying, even yeah. the twelfth man might be looking at him like, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he gotta he gotta really come in with the mindset of it, it's it's time to ball and it's time to defend, you know what I'm saying? But defense is definitely gonna be first. So I feel like our starting five should be if anything, I feel like we should be Super sturdy on defense. Like the offense is gonna work itself out. Every NBA team is gonna give you at least 110 
points a game. That's that's just great. It, it is what it is. It's a shooting league now, you know, a scoring league. But true indeed. Yeah, so I ain't gonna keep y'all too long, man. I just right, wanna, I just want to um bring this one point up, and then y'all could just you know what I'm saying, just bounce off of that. Okay. Appreciate it, man. I definitely, I definitely feel like I feel like we might be one or two pieces over. You know what I'm saying? I think we might be just a little, little too, too deep. I don't know who or where got to go, but I just feel like we might have to get rid of a wing and probably a guard. You know, I just feel like we just a little too wild jammed up. Maybe we could probably get a, you know, a big that can. Just a lumbery big because the East, I don't, I, I can't think of any big that's taller than six, ten, seven foot in the East. That's that's a, a low post big, you know. Like even Joel Embiid, he played on the perimeter, so I don't really see us having too much problems down low. But you know, just to be on the safe side, you want to have a guy that's really tough on the inside. Mitch is good. He, he's a he's a you know what I'm saying a shot blocker, a shot deflector. You know, he'll change some shots. But, mm-hmm. Right now, I, I don't want to put him out there for too long and risk risk him getting injured. You know, okay. our bigs we got to we got to treat them real. You know what I'm saying? We got to treat them like they like like they go. Got to hold on to them. You can't be just throwing them out there for too long and you know building stacking up injuries. But that's another thing too. Like the, the management got to be good. Time management got to be man. All right, Jay. Pre- appreciate the call, man. Yeah. Randall's starting at the board. Randall, yeah, nobody's taking Randall's spot. I mean, I think, like, certain guys is just, like, I don't see anybody taking Mitch's spot, you know. You may argue that over the course of a a 30-minute game, maybe Taj Gibson, I don't know, maybe he he gives you a bit smarter, you know, more steady play over the course of a few games. But it doesn't mean that you start him because it's Mitch's team. Yeah, it's like... I think it's still a balance. Yeah, man. It's like the talent gap at the four or five really is just too big to me to to consider somebody else starting at the four or five. Right. I don't I don't see nobody taking Randall's place. And that was my point on RJ is like I don't you have to unless like you said, unless Fizz really unless they, they really struggle at the gate, I think he will get that starting shot mm. automatically. If it's just a big time struggle at the gate where him and DSJ just can't coexist, yeah, then maybe Fizz makes a change and throws in dots in an ISO as a starter, takes some pressure off of RJ until right. he can kind of figure things out. But I think That's RJ starts. I think it's DSJ, RJ. The three is still TBD. Yep. I don't know if they go Marcus Morris over Knox. And, and, you know, to Wes's point, play Morris more as a backup four. The four is a lock, and I think the five is a lock. I think yep. I think one, two, four, five to me are locks. I don't see DSJ um, losing that spot to Peyton unless it's just like night and day. He's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, can, I don't mm, – I think DSJ will win it, but I'm not going to call it a lock. For one, but I can I can def I think DSA has the edge. Yeah. Um, two three. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I I think RJ's at the two man. I think RJ's yeah. at the two. Man. All right, let's go two more calls here else and get out of here. Once again, shout out to everybody watching. Whether you're on Knicks Fan TV, whether you're on the Nick of Time Show, you watch it from Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, 
Anywhere you're watching from, salute to you guys. This is the number one show for the Knicks fan by the Knicks fan. CP from Knicks fan TV, my man JL's from Nick of Time Show. We just did our schedule reveal, giving you guys some of the key games, the key dates, and the most pivotal stretches of this Knicks 2019-2020 campaign. Season is upon us, man. We are closing in on two months. Yep. A little more than 65 days from the opening night. Yep. Home opener against the Boston Celtics. Make sure you, if you guys are coming with us, we will have the largest suite in Madison Square Garden. 100 Knicks fan shells. Me, yep. you, food, drinks, seats to the game, meet and greet with a Knicks legend. Giveaways, plus potentially more perks. We're still working that out. And that's courtesy of yours truly, CP, my man JL's from the Nick of Time Show, and our friends at OmniFan. You heard Will from Long Island say that he got his ticket already. I got people, we got people coming from Australia to be at this event. I see my my London people is coming out to be at this event, JL's. It's going to be a blockbuster event, man. I hope you guys can make it. The link is in the bio, whether you're watching on Knicks Fan TV or the Nick of Time show, to get your deposit in. We are accepting the deposits right now, and it's going to get here before you know it, man. So make sure you lock those in. Yeah, man. And, yo, shout out to uh, Gladiator. What's your name? Gladiador. Yeah, I call him, like, Gladiator. It's like glad. It's like Gladiador PR. He's from Puerto Rico. Gladiador PR from Puerto Rico. Yeah, he's, he's from yeah. PR. He's from Puerto Craig, Rico, man. And Craig says, didn't uh, didn't they say Peyton is was Peyton Jobs to lose a point guard? I don't think I, I don't read think that. So. I I did read that um, the Knicks said he can start. It's a possibility. Possible. I don't see it though. I don't see it, man. But you never know. I you know I. Not to say nothing is guaranteed. You never know. I think I think it's GS, DSJ. I, I think it's his time. Looney Waves, what's going on, man? Shout out to you, man. The thing is, like that, you can't you can't count out that uh, he already has a chemistry with with Randall. Yep. He's the most pure point guard, I guess you can argue on the team in terms of running the team. Mm-hmm. And plays both ends of the floor. Plays both ends of the floor. I don't know. I just, I just want to see DSJ like. I guess I'm, it's more so me just hoping that DSJ just, like, yeah. turns into an absolute consistent beast. Because I think we've seen his – we've seen this, the, the, the splashes. You know what I mean? If, if DSJ turns into a consistent beast, then I'm moving my win total up to, like, 35, 30. I, I said it. If we're, if we're going to try to – Play tough and be competitive. I'm not even gonna use the p word, but if we're gonna, if we're gonna be at that point of being competitive, it's gonna be on DSJ. It's gonna be on DSJ. He he, he needs to be that guy for us, man. All right, JL, so let's wrap up. Steve from the Bronx. Steve, how you feeling, man? Steve wants to talk about the rotations and the lineups. How you doing, Steve? I'm good, fellas. What's going on, y'all? I'm happy to have y'all tonight, man. I, I Thanks, was, man. couldn't wait to, to hear some Knicks talk, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, so I, I wanna, I, I wanna kind of go against y'all tonight, and mm-hmm. I, and I, I'm gonna say this, right? Mm-hmm. Peyton is gonna be the starting point guard for two reasons. 
I think we forget that he was Scott Perry's draft pick. Scott been trying to get this guy on the team for a while. Mm-hmm. And I yep. think what Fizz been what Fizz been trying to get the last two seasons is a guy to run the offense. We tried to do that with Moutier because Moutier was our best playmaker last year, mm-hmm. but Moutier wanted to be Allen Iverson and try to score and not get nobody involved. <laughs> yes. So he blew that chance. But I think the beauty with Peyton is that Peyton is going to be able to control the offense. He's going to feed the guys that need to be fed. And I think, you know, I I agree with y'all, DSJ is going to make us go, but where we're going to get the most out of DSJ is as a six-man. And I think the beauty with him and Peyton is they can split the minutes. It's really not about who starts on his team. It's going to be about who finishes on his team. And I think the beauty with this roster is as much as we don't really want to play 10, 11, 12 guys, if you really look at the roster, we might really be able to. You know, you look at Mitch and his foul trouble, he's going to play 20, 22 minutes. He's going to go hard. You think about Knox. Knox is going to play 24 minutes. Morris is going to play about 24 minutes. You could throw Todd Gibson in there, and like you said earlier, on a Kirk Thomas-type role, or Marcus Camby-type role for like 15 minutes. You got a bunch of guys that are not accustomed to playing 30 minutes with the exception of Randall. But everybody else could come in and, and give you 20 hard minutes. I don't, I don't get this notion of guys not going to be in rhythm and, and stuff like that. You give a dude seven minutes out there straight, let him go hard. There's enough minutes for enough dudes out there, man. JL, I mean, JL's is shaking his head, man. JL's weighing on this, man. Uh, I agree that um, Peyton. I'm not gonna say he's gonna start, but I said I think he it's gonna be a fight. Um, I yeah. He, Players need time to get rhythm, man. Players need time to get rhythm. I remember season after season where we had this thing where we played 10, 11 guys. I think Jeff Hornacek was probably a good example. We couldn't figure out what the rotation would be. And then guys would actually go to the paper and be like, yo, I don't know when my minutes are coming. And it gets me out of rhythm when I don't know my minutes are coming. So I, I feel, feel like, like I- we haven't figured out a rotation since in like six years, bro. No, <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. Whether it's Woodson, whether it's Hornacek, whether it's Fisher, whether whether it's is is uh, uh who we got now, Fisdale. Everybody's yeah. trying to figure out the rotation. That's you always get that quote from the coach about ten, fifteen games into the year. We've been hearing yep. those quotes for the last six years. We're still trying That's, to figure out the rotation. Yeah. Man. I think Woodson did a pretty good job uh, back in two thousand thirteen, and if you look at it. You know, we kind of got a similar team without, obviously, the star superstar and without Carmelo. But if you look at our squad, we got veterans that should know their place. You know what I mean? I mean, Gibson shouldn't be expecting to play 30 minutes tonight. And he might not even be playing at all. I think we got a bunch of role players who, you look at their career, they give you 22 minutes, they mm-hmm. give you 23 minutes. You look at a guy like Bobby Portis, who in 20 minutes, he fills up the stat sheet, man, on the offensive side. He gives you 12 points. He gives you eight rebounds. He, yeah. he does the little things. And Mitch is not ready. You know, I, I think the thing with our roster is everybody's young on this team. Our mm-hmm. young players, we think we have to play them 30 minutes to develop them. Knox just turned 21 the other day, man. We could give that cat another 22 minutes uh, this season. We don't have to run them out there for 34, 37 minutes. Hey, that's fair. That, yeah. that's, that's a fair that's a fair you know, one by Steve that's a fair one yeah so to end it all fellas I don't want to stay on the line too much I know y'all want to get off but my starting lineup if y'all really want to win 
I think it's Peyton, Barrett. You go with Morris. You know, you let him share the minutes with Knox. You start the game with him. You let Knox come in, go against the second unit, and you finish the game with Morris. You start Randall, and you get Mitch to start the game, but you give Mitch that, you give Mitch that quick hook. You know, most of the time he's going to give himself the quick hook with his foul trouble. But for the most part, you let him start the game. You pull him out. You throw Portis in there. You throw Gibson in there. You, you know, it's all going to balance itself out, man. Thanks a lot, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate Steve, it. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate it, man. That's a good call, JLs. Yeah. See, what I like about his starting lineup, even though it's not like the the flashy namey one, is yeah. it's just it's the it's a good balance. Yeah, often. I thought it's it's a nice balance. It's a nice balance. Uh-oh. He said Peyton. R.J. Morris, Randall, Mitch. But but then it's a shooting. If it's R.J. That's what two, I was thinking. Yeah. The one, then we're screwed in the shooting. Now yeah. with with D.S.J. at the one and R.J. at the two, we still might be screwed. Yeah. We don't know. D.S.J. is showing signs of of uh, shooting improving. So we'll, we'll see how. It goes. We we still don't have a, a consistent three point lineup. That we can either start with or even off the bench. Like that's the thing. All the best three point lineups are the guys who people aren't really consider. All the three point shooters are guys who people don't want. Are guys who people don't want to start. Yeah, because that, that's ISO Dotson, Dotson. Yeah, Ellington Bullock. Who's <laughs> still wearing the neck braces? Yeah, so I don't like, know. All those guys. If you if you put them next to a point guard, the spacing will be fixed. Yeah. I, I agree. But as you said, those aren't your starters. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I definitely agree with his points on Knox. And that was even why, like, I don't mind Morris necessarily starting over him. Because it's like Morris is still temporary. And Knox, he still has time to kind of find his way. Even though, obviously, you want him taking another step. As you know, in the second year, and and hoping that he can really maximize on his potential. But yo, he's still right. young, man. All these guys are so young, bro. Yeah, man. All these guys, like a lot of the new guys that we signed, like Payton is young, man. Yeah, Brandon, young man. Portis is young too. Like those guys aren't old. <laughs> Facts, factuals, factuals, man. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes, man. But definitely great show. Let's um, end it with with some some quick hitters on, in terms of the news front. Knicks rookies had their photo shoot yesterday. Young RJ and Iggy, the the, the Canadian connection, yeah. were were out there. Uh, Zion was there too. You see Zion and RJ partnering up all the time. That's a nice early recruiting uh, uh, tactic by RJ. We like we like yeah. that. Yes, we like that. We don't know if, if RJ's uh, signing with Puma or Nike. He came in there with some Puma shoes, but with Nike socks. So, I don't know. Mm. RJ's kind of confusing the flow right here, Jay. So, I don't know what's happening, man. I mean, the Nike was to match the jersey, CP. The but Nike then, socks? I, yeah. don't, I, I thought that was like a faux pas in terms of the, the sponsors. <laughs> he must not have signed yet if he was able to do that. Because once you sign, it's like, that's completely against the rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That was that. We had um shout out to Mitch. Mitch bought his mom's a car, man. Word. Shout out what? to Mitch. My guy Mitch uh bought his mom a, a car. It was a uh I think it was a Chevy Impala over the weekend. So uh good for Mitch, man. That was a nice, nice gesture to do for his mom. Mm-hmm. 
That's a good thing. I heard people were clowning the car that it was a Chevy or something. Listen, man, I think Mitch did the right thing. You know, the 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 lifespan of an athlete is very short, JL. So you got to be very smart with your money, man. You can't. You yeah, know, man. it's not about you know the flash. The car's brand new. The car will run and and it'll take care of business, whatever business needs to be handled. I think that's a great that's, move by Mitch. Yeah, that's a fact. And also, like Mitch is what like a millionaire, but he's not like a multi-millionaire, right? Man. Yeah, you gotta be careful, man. After taxes, that first year, he's back to a thousand. Yeah, entertainment taxes, JL. That's a different type of tax. You gotta pay taxes in every state that you play. You gotta make sure that you have the the proper uh, uh, team that can handle those taxes and and make sure that your money's getting paid and not siphoned off. So, no, you you gotta be responsible, man. That's an excellent move by Mitch. Yeah, so it's it's a good way to get his mom something nice, something she wants, needs. And you know, still keep your pockets flexible so you don't, you know, get yourself in the hole trying to help moms out. Right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, what else we got here? Lamar Peters, J. Ellis, was signed to a training camp invite, non guaranteed. Lamar Peters out of Mississippi State averaged, uh, what do you average at Mississippi State? 10 points, four dimes on 38% shooting, 34% from three. Two rebounds, the six foot guard out of Mississippi State. Listen, when I saw him at summer league. You know, didn't impress too much. I think defensively he was pretty solid. Offensively, he's very turnover prone. But again, that was limited minutes in summer league. Is really nothing to, uh, you know, get up and down about. We'll see if they can stash him at Westchester, and he and he has ability to prove himself. We'll we'll see. But uh, yeah. Lamar, Lamar Peters gets that training camp invite. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that I think what people might like about him is his, his passing ability. Uh, yeah, like he, he he can make some nice passes in traffic a little bit. But that, yeah, he, he didn't have that much of a summer league impact. But yeah, Nick see something in him. So. Exactly. Yeah, see what happens. He might be a nice little G League. Nice addition. little, n- nice little G League stick. Nice little G League stick. So with that being said, JLs, let's get out of here, man. Good show. Good show, man. Good to be back on. Yeah, man. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Apple fanboy, what's going on? All right, uh, JLs, go ahead and uh, sign out, bro. Oh, you got a poll, too. Like, got a poll, like, what team are you looking forward to seeing in space? That's right. Yep. Nets, Dallas, and Pelicans. You hit that little X. Yeah. Vote Vote. in the fan poll before you guys leave. It's in the top right-hand side of your corner. You'll see the eye icon. Vote in tonight's fan poll. Let us know what you guys think about the schedule and the, the game that the, that you're most looking forward to seeing. All right, JLS, go ahead and uh, sign out, bro. All right, man. So as you know, if you enjoy our show, you better uh, subscribe to the channel, man. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, hit that subscribe button and follow your boy. I have my own uh, show with my friends called The Naked Time Show. We usually drop every Tuesday on SoundCloud and usually Wednesdays on YouTube. Um, but we are on vacation until further notice. Probably we'll be back around October. So if you want to hit us up, uh, you can just link to the bio and head to our SoundCloud, or you can just wait, subscribe to the channel, and you get that notification when our new shows hit on YouTube. And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Links in the description, and you can see where we are right there in that little graphic up there. The KOT show on Twitter, the Nigga Time show on Instagram. Holla at your boy. Back to you, CP. Yes, sir. <laughs> Great show, JLs, as usual. And um, salute to everybody that joined us tonight on this Monday Night Tilt. 
As you guys see, man, the, the content, it's slowly coming back. We had a nice summer off. We had a nice break. But things are starting to come back. You know, we had the schedule come out. Preseason should be upon us. So you got training camp, media day first. Preseason. And then back into the swing of things, October 23rd in San Antonio. This is the channel to keep it locked to for every post game. We're live after every game, whether it's a preseason season, hopefully postseason. Giving you our reactions and getting yours as well. This show is also available in audio format. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Knicks Fan TV merch. Get your merch down below as you can click right there through the YouTube screen. And uh, get your Mitch Please t-shirts. Shout out to Shells. I got the Mitch Robinson Authentic in the background. We updating the uh, the set here. And uh, what else, man? Opening night. Get your opening night deposits in once again. Yep. We know the date now. And that is going to be um, October 26th. October 26th, the opening night game. Make sure you guys get your deposits in. We are now accepting the deposits. The link is in the video description. So make sure you pick that up. If you guys have any questions, just shoot me an email and uh, and, and we'll get back to you guys, man. So once again, shout out to everybody that joined us. Uh, JL, so you want to shout out in your chats, man? Oh, man. Well, shout out to everybody. Else. Shout out to uh, Craig Williams, man, the moderator. Man, always holds it down. And always more to kill to you. Shout out to Park and Smart. Uh, shout out to Will from LI. Always consistent. Always going Peace, down. Will. And shout out to uh, Puerto Rico, Gladio PR. Uh, shout out to Ed Santana. And yeah, man, everybody for watching, man. Thanks for everybody watching. Yeah, man. All maxed out. I see you. TM, appreciate you for coming through. Knicks Fan TV, Dave. Edwin Hunter, always appreciated. John Talento, always checking in early. Shout out to John. Simma Singh out in Arlington, appreciate it. Looks like uh, he may be going down to the Wizards game. Frank White Robinson, appreciate it, man. See you, see you at the next one. Antoine McNeil, thanks again. Mike Asparis, Looney Waves, Apple Fanboy, The Shells, Shells Heavy, Henry, appreciate it. Yeah, man, like I said, man, hit that notification bell so you don't miss the next one. And like I said, as we uh, continue to ramp up in the preseason, man, we got some real dope content for you guys. So we'll catch up with you guys on the next one. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.